And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Sorry, United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. I'll get it eventually, folks. Welcome in. Welcome to So John. John here, Ted here. Absolutely nothing DC United related to talking about. No late leak drops. None of that. Nope. None of that fun. John, how are you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Uh, today, I went. I spent time outside with uh, my my wife and my daughter. And we had ice cream uh, and played. Nice. Yeah, it was all. I had, you know, had a sandwich. It was all good stuff. What about you, Ted? What did you do this this lovely weekend? Good. We were you off today for President's Day? Did you get off? Oh, I I was not as fortunate. Um, I do not work for the government, so I guess that. Nor, nor do I. <laughs> nor do I. But you work in a government. Adjacent, you right. Know, well, okay. we, they're, they're sympathetic position. to the government uh, schedule, we'll say. Yes. Yeah. The government sympathizing organizations. Anyway, um, well, it was good. Uh, I finally mailed out your Wolfsburg you did. jersey, as I can see. It took me a while. I apologize. Uh, the post office is not open. After five on week on weekdays and only has a two hour window on uh, weekends, so or maybe it's three or four. Either way, uh, was able to get out to you all. So I'm glad you guys got that. I'm glad I chose the right jersey. By the way, just so you guys know, both Brian and both Brian and John also ordered the same Wolf Wolfsburg jersey. And I know you guys maybe haven't seen Brian. Brian Brian is a is a tinier dude than John, so he had a medium and he had an XXL. So the biggest thing I was worried about was mailing the wrong jersey to the wrong person because that would have been not as fun. Um, but I, I, it looks like I got it right. I'm going to go ahead and go out on the limb and say I got it right. This is um, the, the so challenge in buying stuff sight unseen is that you get, you get a lot of, you get a lot of wiggle room or you get none at all. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> once you spend, once you spend what it costs, you kind of want to err on the side of still wearing it. So that's what I did. Yeah. It's good. It's got, I got, I could, I could put like a sweatshirt underneath of it if it gets cold. Yeah, I, I would say I would say usually I, I always wear an undershirt. I usually wear like a black T-shirt underneath my jerseys. I think it looks 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 better. Kind of gives me that extra layer on there. So that's what I do. I bought a, a Dundee United jersey. Uh, may have had some alcoholic drinks and said, "Oh, I'm going to buy a Harks Dundee United oh, jersey." Wow, which was like sixty. You still euros. haven't gotten your you still haven't gotten your Chris Durkin jersey, but you got your Ian Harks jersey squared away. Yeah, well, that it was easy. It was easier to buy. Easier to buy the the website uh, for Saint Truden, and he might not be there that's much true. longer. So. Uh, he, he's on becoming on becoming on the bench has kind of lost his starting role, uh, but uh, that hopefully that'll be arriving soon. I'll definitely wear it on the podcast um, for for that. By the way, folks, before we get into the show, do want to drop uh, if you're listening to us on United ninety six Pod. Good job, good job, good job. You pass, you pass for this week. If you're not and you're listening to our refugees, don't worry, it's okay. You didn't you didn't really fail yet, uh, but please go over subscribe. We are in a month's time going to be. We will definitely give you guys a this is it subscribe now. But please go over subscribe to United ninety six. Subscribe to Kindred Spirits. Uh, all on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Uh, rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google. Give us five stars if you love the show. If you don't, just don't don't bother reviewing. Yep. It's okay. Send send us an email. Drop us an email. Well, the email is still open. RFKRefugees at gmail.com. <laughs> drop us drop us the drop us the bad review there. That's yeah. okay. It'll, 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 we'll definitely effect. read it. We'll definitely uh, engage with it uh, in a, in a positive way in our own private yes. email. Uh, as far as other exciting news, Ted and I are both excited to announce. Uh, I think long rumored, long rumored, about a month as the podcast network has been around, uh, we're starting or we're bringing to you a new podcast of the network. Uh, Next in line will be starting this week, this Wednesday. So if you are a former Too Loud Adams listener, this will be pretty familiar to you because it's the same guys. It's Adam and Adam from Too Loud Adams. 
but now they're going to be called Next in Line. They're going to be on our podcast network, and they're going to cover Loud United, which is going to be a lot more exciting this year than years past because uh, they have. If you happen to read the Black and Red United piece from today, they are more likely to try to win games this year. <laughs> they've, uh, they've they've built a <laughs> roster that potentially will be less. Uh, uh, it, it'll be better. I'll, we'll just leave it there. Uh, and also covering some DC United Youth Academy stuff. So really getting the idea of from the beginning points of DC United all the way up to the first team. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have you covered. So make sure you're subscribed to that. We will make sure to link out a million times <laughs> the podcast address where you can subscribe there. Uh, but it'll be always on our RFKRefugees.com uh, right away for you to find every single week. Dropping Wednesdays. Yep, absolutely. Yep, and I'm working on uh, I'm working on some some preview. We've been dropping the ball on the on the text based stuff for a while, so I'm working on a preview, hopefully to be up sometime this week uh, when I get time to do it. So uh, yeah, I guess with that, John, let's get right into it. I think we spent enough time talking talking about other things, uh, doing the doing the doing the. We're giving you the the meat potatoes, and now we're going to get to the fun stuff. I think is what I think is what we're going to do right now. DC United actually played a game, and we had an ability to watch it, sort of, kind of. Had to get a VPN or uh, rely on somebody else who had a VPN who might have a link to the Discord channel and was able to show it there. Uh, DC United played against the LA Galaxy, uh, a 2-2 draw. Uh, a fun game, uh, an interesting game. I think we saw a lot of, we we, we managed to to uh, to get some some nuggets, I think, out of that game, some actual analysis. Uh, John, before I talk talk your head off about some of the things I want to talk about, I want to hear what your what were your thoughts of, on the on the performance. Uh, Griffin Yao starting was was of note to me, and we, I'm sure you'll have thoughts on that end too as well. But I think it it shows there was one injury, and Griffin Yao is into the starting lineup. We're we're very thin on certain points of this roster still. Uh, goalkeeper being the other one that I'm thinking of primarily, but uh, I think he had some moments of. And I'll let, I'll let you get into the real diagno- diagnose sort of his performance. He had some good moments. He had some bad moments. He had some moments where he looked like he wasn't ready. Uh, Michael Estrada looks like he may be able to step right in, and it looks like he might have to because Ola is now finally training with the team this week. He has been sort of kept out either for COVID or as they try to move him. So if this is if they are starting the season with Michael Estrada and Nigel Roberto being the tandem, even though Nigel is hurt right now. Um, Maybe we're okay. Maybe this is maybe this the beginning of the season will be okay. What what were your thoughts about here? So what this looked like is a team from for overall speaking from the team, they knew what they wanted to do in that game. They knew how they wanted to play. Everybody knew their role, and everybody was able to to perform that role. And I think that that's an important first step. It's definitely. More than what we had, I guess, at the beginning of last season when we were hurt, but also guys didn't really know what they were doing. It was kind of like trying to figure it out. That's all gone now. Everybody here, you know, yes, they've had some major players move out, but there's still kind of a a core or a spine in that team. Um, really, the only player who seemed like maybe he was still trying to figure it out a little bit was Michael Estrada. Uh, Griffin Yell, I thought, was I think he was rough in the first half. I thought he got a little better as the game grew on. Um, I thought maybe there was some halftime encouragement maybe from Lasada uh, to, to maybe point him in the right direction and, and maybe relax him a bit. I thought he looked a little bit like he needed to prove himself, and then maybe it was more like, nope, just come on, relax. Play your game. Don't worry about that. And I thought he looked better. thought he had a much better second half than the first half. A lot of bad giveaways in the first half, uh, wayward passes. And then he started to make some nice connecting passes in the second half. I believe he almost set up um, 
uh, Edison Flores on a goal at one point. Um, Flores was solid, not, not, not a whole lot from him. Um, Michael Estrada, I walked away being like, this guy's good. Uh, he not only has ability, I think it was funny on the broadcast, I think it was Kobe Jones, and, and I forget the guy who does the, I don't know the guy who does the but the DC or the uh, LA Galaxy broadcast, but I definitely recognize Kobe Jones. And they were saying, well, what, you know, what is Estrada? Is he a target player? And I said, well, it looks like he's a target player. He definitely can play that ability. But he also has an ability to float out left, and he absolutely burned. I think it was Arajo on the on the uh, I guess on the right side, Estrada's left side, a lot. He had a couple times he got around them. I'm pretty sure he beat him before the for the second goal, beat him on the ball, picked up the foul, and then eventually um, eventually scored the goal. Uh, it's pretty easy. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think he he. I'm sure he came away from that game thinking. All right, I have to be ready for any time that Julian Gressel wants to play the ball uh, because he can certainly float those float those in. Um, I thought Gressel was yep. great. Um, middle of the field, uh, it looks like we're gonna get the. I think I think this was a a a, a inkling of what the starting lineup is gonna be, and I think it's going to be uh, Moses Diamond and uh, Russell Canals yep. in the center of the field. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about a player who maybe was coming back. Now it's looking like pretty much uh, he is not coming back. He is heading to to another club. We'll talk about that in a minute. That was just dropping today. Uh, not sure of the verification of the source, but I think all things considered, this this kind of makes sense. But uh, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Moses Nyman out there? Because there, there's kind of if there's a player you indicate maybe being that next player that can sort of emerge or take that next big step, uh, it's it's Moses Nyman, uh, and he's going to get an opportunity. Looks like in the in the center of the field, certainly on. Saturday. Yeah, I think you're going to have to be used to him. Uh, being uneven throughout the game, not having full 90-minute performances, which is the case with every young player except for the very, very few that that's not the case. He can pass the ball. That that is that is a a known fact, not a not a concern on that perspective. He's he, he's he's ready there. And there were moments in which he was going toe to toe with you know uh, Chicharito at one point. He was bodying some players, but then he he can just as easily get thrown off the ball. So. You know he's he's put into the starting spot. This team is not necessarily going to sink or swim with him, but they're going to give him a long leash at the beginning of the season as they're sort of figuring things out to see what he needs to focus on and what sort of multiple games, you know, in and out, ninety minutes or close to as many games in a row, where that nets him out towards the middle of the season. Then they know if they have to get, uh, you know, another player in there or, or figure out other solutions. But I, I was happy with what I saw, and I've been happy with what I've seen when he does get on the field occasionally. It's just a matter of is a lapse is a lapse in concentration going to cost this team potentially sort of in the Donovan Pine situation where those those lapses occasionally happen but luckily for Moses he's a little bit further away from goal so things can things can resolve in an easier way than if than if Donovan makes a mistake and then it's in the net in 2 seconds yeah yeah i mean i, I would i would sort of agree with that. I, I do agree uh, he was, I think one time he got completely just bodied off the ball. Like it was like basically like getting tossed around like a rag doll. Um, I think his ability to pass and sort of link up play, I think could be really important if they can iron out some of those moments of his game. And, you know, Kevin, Kevin wasn't a hundred percent when he was coming out, even the beginning of yep. last season. And he very much kind of grew into the game as he got more starts, as he got more opportunities, he kind of grew into it. I'm kind of becoming on board with this team. I, I understand this team needs depth out there. I think right now it's literally, it's literally Moses Nyman, um, uh, Russell Knaus, and uh, Drew Skundrich, and and then maybe Jeremy Gray. But that's even a little bit suspect uh, as far as that goes. It, it gets suspect after that. You definitely want some other option in there. 
I think I think they are going. They have what? Um, I'm trying to remember. I know Stephen Goff posted the dates. I'm trying to think of when they have like their like drop dead date. We need to sign somebody. I think they will sign somebody. I'm wondering if they are just going to say, well, let's see how this first few games goes with with Moses out there. If he starts growing, if he starts improving, then maybe we can roll back a bit and say we don't need to go out and get you know a top tier center midfielder. Uh, we're going to go try to get somebody who's maybe little bit below that and that frees up some extra money elsewhere on the roster uh i was trying to find the dates but i'm pretty sure it's like they've got a few games so i think they're going to try this out i think they're going to uh maybe try out griffin yow a little bit more out there too see what he can bring maybe he can make that next step and then you go out and sign then you go out and sign that player that could be a horrible mistake uh but again mls is pretty forgiving when it comes to the first part of the season we saw how terrible this team was at the beginning of last season and they were still able – they were third place at one point, and if they kept that up, they probably would have been in the playoffs in a pretty comfortable position. Um, I think – I think I wonder if this is all like Lasada learning like, hey, it really doesn't matter the first three months of the season. Um, it really doesn't matter the first three months of the season. Once we get there, we got to make sure we keep morale up and we keep you know finding ways to get results and kind of stay alive. You can't tank the first half of the season but i think it's still pretty forgiving from that first part so um and i and i think their schedule is actually pretty open and i'll get into that a little bit more but any other thoughts you want to get into this game no i'm glad that we got to watch it uh via someone or at least i got to watch it via someone streaming it into a discord via Mm -hmm. vpn so uh it's uh dumb they should make it more available and more easily watchable but we at least we got a little bit of a little bit of a preview before saturday's game we got a little bit of an idea what the team's gonna look like i'll take it i guess yeah, I mean, I think we're all wondering, you know, is this? I mean, we we're thinking maybe Nahar was going to play out in that right position. Now we're like, back no, to he's normal. definitely firmly rooted in that back, firmly rooted in that center back position. You know, maybe they were just trying to give some other guys some looks and like, well, Nahar, you're just going to go out there, you know, just to get further forward and you know try to see what you can do. So uh, I thought they held their own against the Galaxy, a very very talented team uh, with a very very talented coach, and I think that is for me the most impressive part. They did not look scared. They did not look ineffective. Uh, they played a mostly first team. LA Galaxy, yes, it's preseason, but at least they didn't get blown away 6-0 by the same team that uh, your rivals also played. Uh, hello, New York Red Bulls. Uh, it's, it, I know it's preseason, but that's bad. I, I think Red Bulls, that is like a red flag warning sign, uh, especially considering the, the lineups out there. It's one thing to lose. Like, you lose 2-3-0, okay, whatever. It wasn't your night. It's preseason, whatever. It's 6-1. Yeah, that starts to throw up. Throw up some some red flags. DCU went two two zero and two for the preseason. For those who are not, uh, I guess, just reading match reports, because <laughs> that's all you could do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was trying to look up. I, I, again, I don't read too much into preseason because I remember I think it was twenty ten or twenty three. It was one of the really bad seasons. We won the Charleston Challenge Cup, and it ended up being just a historically bad season that followed. So I, I tend to kind of uh, I, I don't read too much into these preseason. All that matters results. is that people don't get hurt. And we yep. only got some tiny knocks that occurred, so we're we we leave with no major major injuries. That's that's what you want. This team's going to go in a lot healthier than it was yep. entering the the twenty twenty one season. That that's very very clear right now. Uh, but that doesn't seem to stop the national media from being down on DC MLS soccer reading their results. Everybody has them out of the playoffs. <clears throat> Charlie Bohm, friend of the show. Just kidding, love you, Charlie. Uh, going back to that statement, I do think MLS is. Uh, MLS's insistence on geolocking these preseason streams, you know, making them unavailable, 
has an impact. And I think it has an impact on DC. I think if more, I, I'm not sure how many, I'm sure nobody watched that LA Galaxy who who made those previews watched the LA right. Galaxy DC game. I feel like if you had watched that game, you would come back with a different thought on DC uh, coming back from, from, from watching that game. I think everybody is going based off paper, which is you lose Paul, you lose Kevin. Those are two major, major parts of your team, two of probably the brightest spots in your team. And you replaced them with Estrada, who's, you know, had a touch and go season. And that's really been your only major signing. You've got Faltas coming back in the summer. I'm sure that's playing a role. On paper, DC does have a lot of unknowns. I will say, like, they, they these people could absolutely be right about what's going to happen with DC. Absolutely 100% um, percent be like right. Like Charlie said, uh, yes, there have been a lot more outs than ins. So, like, he's giving, yeah. he's giving them a prediction based on this moment in time where you don't know necessarily what. There are more ins to come. We don't know what they are, when they are. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's and no fair. Charlie Davis. No Charlie fair. Davis to give us a, Charlie Davies to give us the ninth spot. Somebody else did. Somebody else gave us a ninth a ninth finish. I don't know who it was. I think it was Joe Joe Lowry was giving us a little bit giving us a little bit of credit. But I mean, also I think there's some promising. You know, I think if you come that game, you would have looked at the at Jafal, uh, the first round thirty the uh, was a thirty six round so thirty six pick first pick for DC. I can't remember when this the right. second round pick late pick late pick in the late pick in the draft uh for for DC who looked really impressive I mean he was not scared at all against kind of more reserved lineup for DC but certainly um certainly certainly looked like he's earned that contract um and I think that might be this might be it for Kamardi Smith I don't know if he's been he injured was. or not he got injured in the New York okay. game yep yep so uh, but might be it for for Mr. Kamarni Smith. I bet you he goes down um, to Loudon. Loudon's still a little thin at, at up top, so I, I yeah. bet you they, they they retain him for that reason. Probably, probably. I think he's going to Loudon. Probably Jafal maybe going to Loudon, depending on what DC United's international roster spot is situation is. Uh, but maybe he gets a couple games down there, shows well, and then comes right back up. I can easily see that happening with how he looked on that field, um, for sure. Um. But yeah, uh, I think that's it. National media is down, but you know what? Go look at the go look at the preseason rankings for any other team. Everybody was ready to call Atlanta champions multiple times, and they had really bad seasons. Uh, don't and Chicago's also made some impressive signings. Just because you go out and sign a bunch of good players doesn't mean you're going to have a, a good team. Uh, there are very few guarantees in 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 Major League Soccer. It's a, it's a crapshoot uh, of the highest order, and there isn't a draft or a you know. Uh, uh, a huge scouting network in college that you can rely on to sort of build your to build out who's good and who's not, um, and I think that's what makes MLS fun is that every year to year there's always a, there's always a team that surprises. So maybe it's us this year. Just uh, uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that there are there's hope there's hope every season uh, for most teams except for the ones that these that these unfortunately these pre-rankings tend to, to drive down but also just spare a thought uh, for MLS soccer's desire for clicks at the beginning of the season because that's what this that's what these are like you know four teams four fan bases will be happy and a whole bunch of them won't be and they'll all be clicking and sharing on social about how dumb these these rankings are that's what they're meant to do uh, and they have done their job once again like they do every year yep absolutely and I, I don't envy these people that have to do this. I, I, if I was in charge of this, I would just do the little like emoji with like the little like arms. Like, I don't know. This guy could be good. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we all, I, I think everybody, I think everybody would have had Charlotte higher. But then when the coach comes out publicly and says we're screwed, 
I think we said another word, but he said we're screwed. I think that like instantly brought every like everybody like knows that quote. And so they immediately made them like the bottom feeders in the yes <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. That's totally what happened there. Um, I knew not a shadow of a doubt in my mind. Uh, new home jersey, uh, not a controversial sponsor at all, <laughs> right, Jason? Leaked. Yeah, <laughs> yep. no, no, not at all. Uh, before that came out, let's let's talk about the jersey itself before we get to the yeah. sponsor because I think that didn't happen. So that that came out earlier this week with a interesting, pretty cool video they did. Uh, it is. I think it's a pretty unobjective, and you and you have said now previously on the show that you like sort of a simple home jersey, black and red, uh, is sort of the way to go with it. Uh, and they've did that; they've done that. There's some sublimated vertical stripes, which are kind of neat. Here's the challenge. Here's the problem with the jersey as I see it: uh, the authentic price, and this is not DC United's fault. This is Adidas's fault. The price for the authentic and the difference between the thing, the features on the authentic versus replica are ridiculous. Replica, oh, replica yeah. is, I believe, ninety dollars. Replica has no stars. It has no jock tag. It has. It basically just looks like a training shirt, uh, with 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 just the just the badge on it with no stars. And okay, that's the way sort of it used to be. I think that's uh, the replica. You sometimes you did, couldn't get the stars, but it wasn't. I think there were, at least the MLS uh, patch would still be on the arm. And these are things that don't matter to everybody, right? Like some people are going to get the replica and be like, "I don't care. I just got it because it's the shirt and DC United's on it." But like the jersey heads are like, "Well, I want to get the authentic because I want all the stuff." And then they see the price with a name on it. They're like, I, "What? <laughs> how how much do you want me to pay exactly? If I were, <laughs> if I wanted to buy a jersey with a name of the some of the top teams in the world, you're telling me I could do it for?" $40 cheaper than I can get it for the home team. That's insane. How much? I, I think our, our Wolfsburg jerseys were, what, 123 you euros? And that was with shipping. Customized, all those uh, shoulder and, tags. And customization, yep. and definitely cheaper. Yep. And it got here in three <laughs> and days. And a lot of it, it, yeah, and it got, can't no. believe that. Still, still can't believe that. I think, I think, I think if we, even if we'd each bought it individually, I think we still would have paid, like, less than it would for like uh for DC maybe not. It's around I think it was around about 130 something yep. euros. So exchange rate and all that, it goes up a little bit. Um but yeah, no, it's 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 expensive. I hate it. I, I wish it was you know, obviously I, I I obviously want it cheaper. I think it should be cheaper. It should be more accessible. I think the replica should at the very least have the stars. Like at least yep. put the put the Duran stars on there. Like don't you want people to know like this team is like one championships only and, if like, you have the cheaper only jersey. if you have one hundred and thirty dollars then you can know <laughs> yeah. otherwise the information is not free Ted all right let's get to the other part of this that so first let's talk about how this is funny so it's funny because uh, <laughs> if you went on Reddit like an hour ago you would have seen a <laughs> you would have seen a screenshot from the MLS app that's right folks the MLS app the thing that no one uses anymore in the year twenty twenty two. Uh, but unfortunately, the in, the, the acknowledgement of the shirt sponsor, which is going to be announced tomorrow, you know, formally, uh, was on the app, and that sponsorship is with XDC Network. Uh, which, if you don't know who they are, you're a normal person because this is the 95th most uh, popular uh, crypto on like one of the bigger rankings of crypto things. So. I won't get into the deep. The deep. The deep here doesn't really matter. People are mad that it's that think uh, that, it, that it's crypto based. That's fine. Uh, things about it are that it has no gas fees. It's proof of uh, proof of stake or delegated delegated proof of stake. So it's 
theoretically lower, uh, less carbon intensive, but doesn't have to, there's not much computing power to utilize it. Uh, and the thing that's going to annoy people the most is that it, I believe there are going to be some people from the XDC network in the stadium on game days doing some sort of profitizing about the, the, uh, the virtues of XDC. Um, there, I think, I would say opinion is not mixed. I would say the opinion is pretty uniform, at least on DC United Twitter, uh, being against this. And go ahead. I was saying there are two opinions. There's there there's your there there's your opinion, uh, which you'll I'm sure yep. you'll 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 say. And there's my opinion, which, and, and then there's I guess there's three. There's everybody is like, screw this. You know, one current person out there on Twitter has been very very vocally against this. Um, I'm sure everybody here on the DC fan base has had an interaction an interaction now with him on this. Uh, there's been other longtime supporters that are very upset about this. Uh, still, people still going to go out and support the team. I'm I'm one of them. I don't like this. I hate this. I think this is silly. I hope I hope the team got paid up yep. front. I do too. I hope there, this wasn't. I hope this wasn't like oh here we're going to give you this. Trust me, this XDC coin is going to blow up once we do the sponsorship. So we're going to give you like you know. $50 worth and then like it's going to blow up to like $10 million yep. like trust us type of thing. Uh, I hope I hope and I, I would hope that the Didia Johnson would be smart enough to say no, no, no. <laughs> Give us $10 million like, you know, it, it, this is a case in which you haven't heard of XDC Network. Now you know it. I had not heard of this thing. I'm, I'm actually I'm, the only thing I'm glad about this is that it is literally something that I am very, very certain nobody is going to know. And it's the same thing when I wear my DC jersey that said Lidos. No one knew it was a government contractor unless you. I thought it was pizza around DC. I thought it was Lidos. <laughs> I thought it was Lidos Pizza. Exactly. No one is going to know what this is. No one's going to. No one's going to know what this is. So I think that for me is a good thing. Uh, and they got the money. I think XDC just wants a little bit of exposure, uh, a little bit of way to boost up. Uh, DC probably took the highest bid, and this company is desperate enough to give them the money. I think is is the only way you can see it. I hate it. I hate the environmental impact of 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 cryptocurrency. I am not. I will not take part in cryptocurrency because of that environmental impact, and also because I I, I think it's something that is is bad, uh, and I don't like it. Uh, at the same time, I'm still gonna buy a jersey and i'm gonna buy a jersey because i want a jersey for a player that currently plays for dc and right now the only jerseys i have that i can wear i think my moreno jersey somewhere i just it's been classic kind of jersey back. at this point yes yeah Vintage. well the number's fading off like anything well, i got a dero jersey i got my red dero jersey too but um the only jerseys i can have that i can like wear like around is a both those players now play for other mls teams um, and one of them i don't like very much anymore um, so I want a jersey that has another player on it. So I'm going to go out. I'm going to buy this jersey. Uh, as far as the jersey design as it is, uh, again, I've said I like the classic sort of look to it. Um, I think I think if the away jerseys were more interesting, I don't think this would be getting the negative attention that it is. It's because the way the away jerseys have been have not been good. Uh, I, I think the granite one was okay. It just yeah, again, it, it looks like a white jersey. Uh, no one's really been a fan of the blue. If they had knocked it out of the park with the away jerseys, nobody would be complaining about this home jersey. That's my. I think that's, that's my probably thought. true. So, 
Yep. Hopefully, hopefully we get the. Uh, <laughs> I think people will still buy the. Uh, some of these people who are mad about the X- XDC like will still buy. The, yeah, like, maybe that's the case. Like the, like <laughs> retro. Like man, things were so much better when our sponsors Lightos. Then that then then everything was simple and good. Um, yeah, and, and you already talks about how much they love the V the Volkswagen sponsorship. Uh, that was during a time when they were selling a diesel car that they were lying about how much it polluted the earth. Right. So, it's it it's the nature of these things. Um, so yeah, that that's all. Yeah, I say. no, I think uh, Don said Don was talking sort of in thread about this as it was leaking, and uh, he said at the time, partially tongue in cheek, but also true, is that there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Uh, if you are, yep. if you're buying, if you're buying a thing, uh, somewhere down the line, there was something that you're not going to agree with, or you're going to think is 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 against your morals or whatever else. I was, you know, quickly looking at. So my my personal thing about global warming, obviously, is that. Uh, there are, there are things, it's something that has to be addressed immediately. There are very few things that you individually can do about it. And the things that you think are causing the biggest problems are not causing the scale of the problems as the actual things that are causing the biggest problem. Like for instance, I looked up, just wanted to get a quick sort of read out on what the global impact of international trade is. So think about whenever you buy anything and the fact it's being made and, and made and shipped to you from wherever it is. Global, uh, so I think it was like uh, cryptocurrency on the whole is around 94 million pounds of carbon into the atmosphere. And uh, international trade for one year was three trillion, three, three, bi- three, sorry, three billion pounds of carbon. So every time you buy like a pair of flip flops from Walmart that got made in Malaysia because you wanted it to be cheap, you're, there's nothing you can, you can't exist in this world without causing that sort of impact. And, and you have are certainly within the rights to say, I think this is dumb and I think I don't want to support it. That's fine. You, you don't have to, that's, that's totally cool. Yeah. And that's sort of, that's sort of the, the position that Ted's under. Like, I don't, I think this is dumb, but it's not going to, uh, me not, me not buying it is not going to materially impact the outcomes at all. And I want the Jersey, so I'm going to deal with it. Um, this, this, you know, I don't think Ted and I disagree about sort of the broader, crypto space in general. I'm not going to get super deep into it. Um, I think there are applications that are useful. I think, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into the debasement of currency on a, on a DC United podcast, but uh, <laughs> suffice it to say, I don't think it's as simple as everyone thinks it is. I don't think it's as great as everyone thinks it is. There is like all things there are, there's, there's a gray element in this. And if you don't want to buy crypto, don't buy it. If you want your friends not to buy crypto, tell them not to buy it or whatever. That's fine. Uh, but it's, it's certainly, it's certainly a, a, becoming more and more just like sports betting a thing that is annoying uh but is slowly taking over your the world then you can there's very little you could there's very little you can do to isolate yourself from its slow and inexorable advance into your into your face i can't even do sports betting anymore because my my phone chain or my work changed what android thing they were using to lock down my phone and i can't install Uh-oh. unknown apps anymore so unless they unless they have unless there's one out there that literally I can just download from the Play Store and I don't have to do it the way I do it. You got to get your second um, gambling phone. You have your two your two phone yeah. system. I I have decided you know what it's not really worth it. So I just found that I just found that, I learned that today actually. I tried to see like what the odds were for like DC United, and then like literally they won't let me get past it. like update this app and then just like nope work won't allow it. So is what it is. Uh, 
Yeah, that's getting back yes, to soccer. Back to soccer yeah. now. Uh, getting back to soccer. Junior Moreno apparently uh, is going to go to Cincinnati. I didn't see the report that dropped. This is probably a bad tweet, uh, but go to Ryan Kiefer. Ryan Kiefer keeps up with all the all the news. I you don't you don't even need to like follow or like do anything trade. Ryan Kiefer is basically gonna gonna retweet something uh, that, and everybody probably follows him because of that because he's the one who has some great. I'm sure he has some great method to set up to scour all that news. But it looks like Junior Moreno had offers from Tigres. Apparently, is assigned to go to um, FC Cincinnati. So uh, FC Cincinnati picking up all our center midfielders. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not sure. Um, I, I will say one thing about Junior Moreno is I think but I liked I liked Junior Moreno. I remember I was beating the drum that I think he was better than he than better than a lot of people were giving him credit for. I think last season a lot of people start to grew to appreciate what he could bring to this squad. I do think him and um, Russell Knauss basically played the same role, kind of that destroyer midfielder. So I'm excited to see if we can get somebody that, you know, maybe can play that play sort of a different role. And maybe Moses Nyman said he showed an incredible ability to play the ball forward. I don't think we've really had that. We've had great, great defensive midfielders. We haven't had a player that can just sort of ping a ball from 50 yards out or make that kind of smart offensive pass. So maybe Moses Nyman can, can Let's bring hope. that. Because, like you said, yep. <laughs> if not him, Drew Skendrich is about to to wreck some stuff. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a thirty game starter for <laughs> MLS. Yeah, I, I think I think you're gonna see. Uh, I think hopefully you see Moses on the game, and it's a great opener because uh, Charlotte uh, do not no. look good. Uh, go find the highlight. There's a highlight. I think it's from the Carolina Challenge Cup, which I really wish DC had gotten an opportunity to participate in. Uh, where I think it was uh, Miami scoring a goal, and they literally let. Uh, Gonzalo Higuain, old man, Higuain waltzes through the center of the field. It was a nice goal. Uh, waltzes to the center of the box. Uh, very nice goal, but very clearly that Charlotte was just like, all right, we're done here. Uh, so things are not going well for Charlotte. And I think, you know, I think maybe what DC is looking at, and I talked about this earlier in the earlier in the program about how I think DC knows the way they want to play. And I think regardless of talent. Obviously, you know, if they run out with the USL League one side, they're going to get crushed regardless if they know how to play. But if they're at least a competent MLS side, I think they're doing to do very well against teams like Charlotte, like FC Cincinnati, maybe even Chicago as well, because all those teams are under rebuilds. They've got new players, guys who are trying to figure out how to play. And I think they'll be actually very, very effective against those players in teams that are trying to figure out against more tougher teams like your New England's. Your it might be a little bit dicier. Uh, but I think they they know how they want to play, and I think that is very, very good to have. Uh, if you play football manager, their tactical familiarity is probably way up there. Maybe they got the one player, uh, Michael Estrada, with like somewhat familiar who's kind of dragging it down a little bit. Uh, but everybody else, I think, is 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 very much familiar with how DC wants to play. And I think that's going to serve them really well in this opening game. I'm expecting a win in this opening game. I, I think I don't know much about. Obviously, we got Joe Samora out there and Jordi Reyna. Uh, I think they didn't they they didn't want to play Jordi Reyna. I think they wanted someone else out there. And now I think they're kind of they're kind of stuck with them. Um, and interesting to see what type of impact uh, the coach's comments have. If you're on a team and you have a coach saying we're screwed, uh, that's not exactly breeding confidence <laughs> in your in your no. side, especially with a side with a bunch of players who haven't who have never played together who are coming together for their first. I, season. I was going to so. say if you just want a, a quick review of of Charlotte's preseason. Uh, the coach said, uh, we are hosed. We're not ready to go. God have mercy on our souls. Uh, Jordi Reyna starts and gets involved in a bench-clearing brawl in a preseason match. And then, <laughs> as previously mentioned, Gonzalo Higuain uh, looked like he was 10 years younger uh, against against this team as they get ready to go. Uh, this roster is is not impressive. 
uh, as oftentimes in expansion sides are not, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee good things for them this year. So, well, the, I mean, the big, the biggest thing, the biggest thing about this team is that they had, I think two designated players. I think it was two designated players. They were trying to sign. These are like, they're like top prospects. One of which I think got uh, in an injury, some sort of altercation, at a bar, the other one apparently was about ready to sign. He was literally had the and he failed the physical, and they're like, "Nope, sorry, deals off." So they've they have swung and missed. Everybody likes to make fun of DC and you know some of their signings. Uh, I don't I don't think we. Well, I guess the Verone signing is is different in a way. He was certainly cleared to play. He just decided I don't want to do this anymore. But I mean, talk about like two massive just strikes right through the center. Um, see, I'm using a baseball reference. What have you done to me, John? Hey. But basically, just swinging and miss uh, from from Charlotte that has a massive impact on, on a lot of things. I think for Charlotte, so um, not not good times, not good times in Charlotte. I think DC should make from right now pretty quick work yep. of, of this of this squad. And then they um, and then so, they fly to Cincinnati the the following week uh, for their first away <laughs> match. So seriously, DC, DC is set up here, set up well. For six points at the beginning of the season, they could not have a, they could not have gotten a better a better situation uh, before them. So yeah, good luck good luck to Charlotte uh, Saturday night. Uh, Saturday is it night? Uh, you know because you're going to be there Saturday six p.m. six p.m. over at Audi Field. You can watch it on NBC Sports Washington. We forgot to mention yep. that NBC Sports Washington continuing the broadcast. We've got Dave Johnson, Devin McTavish in the booth. Enjoy it, folks. Uh, not sure what next season's going to look like. This might be the last season. When we get uh, date, when we get actual like local broadcasters, and if, if that happens, I'll have a whole rant about how bad this is. Uh, if that happens, despite the accessibility, it'll be, it will, it'll be pretty bad. But enjoy it, folks. Uh, we may not hear it's in the net, and that would make me very sad. <laughs> All right, folks. I think that's going to do it for this episode of United ninety six. We are obviously getting pumped for the start. We finally have games to talk. I'll be about. watching. We have games to talk about. I'll on be the watching show. live from an iPad in a hotel in Phoenix. Uh, not exactly the way <laughs> I wanted to, but Ted will be keeping my seat warm, so that's that's a good thing. Yes. Yep. I will be. I will be. I will be tweeting out the first pick of Pusas to start the year. <laughs> no sauce, and, and they will not have. And they will not have green sauce on them. In fact, I might like take the green sauce and just like. Throw I'll bring it in my own. I will. I will. I will make a deal with security. <laughs> let me let them take my own bottle in if I need to. I won't do that. That would be. I would. I would get thrown out pretty quickly. Uh, but um, maybe I, can, I think I actually have a bottle of like the See? green sauce they have. I might just. Ted throw owns it. In the trash. it. Ted's such. A, it's, a, Ted's such a, <laughs> it's in his house. <laughs> I don't put it on. I don't put it on. I think you secretly do. It I doesn't think you belong. Do it doesn't belong. No, I don't. It don't. I don't. <laughs> All right, folks. That will do it for this show. Again, guys, if you're listening on United 96, good job. If you're listening on RFK Refugees, switch over. You got a couple weeks, couple more weeks to do it. So don't fret just yet. But eventually, please switch over. Uh, remember, rate us, rate, subscribe. Guys, enjoy Next in Line, our new. We're really excited about this network we're launching. Uh, we hope, we're glad we got, you guys are excited. And uh, if you're listening on the live show, stick around. We've got... We've got uh, Kindred Spirits coming up, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the U.S. women's team game. Tons of fun stuff there. Definitely check that out. If you just subscribe to to United 96, you're only getting half, only getting a third That's now right. of what you New can math. actually be getting. Subscribe, subscribe to Kindred Spirits. Subscribe to the Next in Line. We're really excited about that, about getting this kicked off. So, guys, we'll, we'll catch you. If you're listening on United 96 and you only want to listen to United 96, that's okay. See you next week. Vamos. Vamos.